Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Speaking of people with plenty, Jared Daffy, good morning. Why did you say that? That's because I know how incorrect. you punt. I've I know nothing. how you punt. You back mm. winners. If I was a good punter, do you think I'd still be working? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what I say about tipsters sometimes. If they were that good, <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, but when you like Mickey Wallace and and uh, Graham White and and even Joycey today's picked up uh, one that's got a real good chance at uh, double figures. So hey, look, you never know, do you? You never know. I'll, I'll tell you be what, Mickey Wallace. I know that all of those. Uh, three can find winners but he's very very good at and not deterred by the price no doesn't care and, well, and you know Joyce it's a smart play boat. i used to do you'd remember back in the old days i used to do this is not greyhound racing but i used to do um sky one and i'd do the south mm. african form because i was on every night and yeah. because of i had a south african connection i knew people over there uh my um uh, cousin-in-law was a jockey uh, who raced raced over there, uh, Randall Simons. So I had good connections over there. And I'd do the form based on the form. And I was I tipped a 50-to-1 uh, pop one night. And when I got in and looked at the price, and I thought, oh, what are you doing here, you idiot? And you he can't win. bolted in. Yeah. If you ignore the price and think about the form. That's and the way to do it. Especially when you've got short prices like She's a Pearl, um, who had a run in the Brother Fox. And, oh, my goodness, and 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 Victoria as well. We're going to take a look at some racing at Sandown. There was one very very unlucky greyhound there that got thumped out of it. But that happens from time to time. You never know. You've got to be in it to win it. It does, and the beauty of it now is obviously there's a plethora of racing all three codes, and I mean I can't keep up with it, and most people can't, and that's the beauty of not only Sky Channel but. Um, Sky Sports Radio as well. We've got these experts. They do all the work and we just chime in. Yeah, and they remind you. They're like they're like the little black bookers of past. Yes, yes. So let's have a chat about the Brother Fox. It was a, an interesting race. Look, it was. Uh, she's a pearl. She added another 50000 to her already massive purse. We might have a listen to that race and then we'll have a chat about it after that. She's a pearl away beautifully in the centre. There's good pace from Windra all class, but she's a pearl to push up and hold Windra all class, zipping Maserati wide. Next up, Royal Nangar. They're followed by I'm Loving It. Spring Meteor's got right back with Embrace. It's she's a pearl top corner in the Brother Fox by three to Windra all class. She won't go away. They've dropped Royal Nangar. She's a pearl comes round the corner. Windra all class is trying, but she's a pearl. The eighth wonder of the world. She's a pearl. Pearls won the Brother Fox from Windra All Class. Third home, I'll give that to I'm Loving It, just in front of Royal Mangas. He likes heading up that way, does our Kelly Rook. He stays at his daughter's place on the way home. Yeah, no doubt he does, and it was a good get of uh, of the Dubbo Club to have him calling that meeting last night, but I'm tipping he would have through a few strepsils after the program. He yeah, was he struggling was a bit there later in the he? night, yeah. wasn't he? But she's a pearl. Uh, the eighth one of the world was... Nice words, and uh, oh, she's a star. She's actually coming up for four years of age, October 19. Have a listen to this record. 57 starts now for 36 wins and 10 placings. One and three quarter million dollars in stake money. The race was all over when she stepped to the front. 2.20 was given, started at $1.90. Winter all class, as uh, Kel said in the call, certainly didn't shirk the issue. Uh, only to go down three quarters of a length in a pretty quick 29.39. And uh, I'm loving it uh, for Craig Chapelo was a further three uh, or four lengths away in third placing. But she's just too good. She's a pearl. Yeah, it was a pretty good meeting overall too, wasn't it? 
It was. We had the final of the Bill and Peg Miller Memorial, uh, which was race six on the program. And as we discussed uh, on Tuesday with Cat on Going Greyhounds, uh, the Barnes Kennel um, dominated that race. Nangar Larry, he ran 29.30-odd in the heat last week. And I read with interest on the Greyhound Recorder website that there's been some very, very big money. And I guess we're talking in hundreds of thousands in this day and age, knocked back for this dog. Uh, he didn't get the front last night. It was uh, up to his kennel mate. Well, Ann Barnes trains uh, Nangar Larry. Dennis Barnes trains the others. But Nangar Nelly improved a lot on her heat time the previous week. She led all the way last week in running 29.72. But last night, box two, straight to the front and defeated Nangar Lucy uh, for uh, Dennis Barnes and the Ann Barnes trained Nangar Larry. Uh, in third placing margins, three and a half by three quarters there. The winner ran 29.43. When you put that into context, um, comparing it with She's a Pearl, and given that she's only had a few starts, Nangar Nelly, and got that early pace, she's got a big future, as has Nangar Larry. Nangar Lucy was a good run as well. But that race, has um, we've seen some really good greyhounds come out of it over the past few years. I know Miss Splendor Miro. Uh, won it a few years ago, and she ended up being a, a Group 1 star. So, Nangar, now we keep an eye on it going forward. Let's have a look at Sandown, and uh, the Sapphire Crown Final turned out to be a very interesting race. Yeah, we might have a listen to this, and then I can explain what happened there. Racing. Well, she's fast jumped brilliantly from the outside and she's gone up quickly with Magic Muffin and wow, she's fast almost across to the lead. Out deep was Lakeview Buffett. Got bumped. She got bumped. Wow, she's fast. They go to the back. The lead. baby JC's driven through with Magic Muffin. On the outside was Lakeview Buff. Clear then of Let's Win Coin and Kelsey Bale. Further back in the field then it was Pepita. On the swing it's baby JC. On the outside was Magic Muffin. The babe's done it again. Baby JC. JC won it and beat Magic Muffin. Third home was Kelsey Bale. I blame the jockey. It was an amazing race because where she's fast had box seven, I didn't think she had any hope at all of getting into the race early. She all but led. Well, she did lead, but not by enough to get to the lead by herself. And she must have been only millimetres away from clearing the red runner there, uh, Magic Muffin, and got turned sideways and... When it happened, I thought, oh, wow, looks like she's broken a hock. You know, she was turned sideways and then it took her a while to, to get balanced. She followed the field in and, uh, I mean, the beauty of it was the post, uh, the post race vet examination. This is what happened to her. Injuries to the left wrist, long head triceps and hock, a sprained hock, not a broken hock, and right long head triceps, 14 day stand down was imposed. So thankfully, uh, those injuries uh, aren't career threatening. She would have slept all right on Thursday night. You know, she was on the verge of getting across. What that meant was um, baby JC uh, basically had to run down uh, Magic Muffin, or they had a, a good tussle between them all the way. Baby JC prevailed half a length by one and three quarters. Kelsey Bale was third. I think the time shows uh, how much trouble there was early. 29.70, which put it in the lower uh, times for the night. Amron Boy ran 29.13 uh, in winning his Group 1, but um, a very, very rough race. Wow, she's fast, unlucky, but thankfully, uh, you know, we will see her again. So that was that race. Um, the other race I just touched on then, Amron Boy, he won his second Group Group 1 when he won the Harrison Dawson. He had box two, and basically this race was all over pretty much at the start. 
Uh, he, he was second away, got to the front of the judge the first time and powered away. 29-13, he ran. He's ran a little bit quicker than that before, but the track just looked a bit off the other night. He defeated Kai, Kai Bale and Dundee Smokey. Markets there, four and a half by, uh, by a half length, but Amron Boyd, two group one wins now. It's amazing you can have group races on and have heats on for another group race. You know, it, it, Greyhound Racing is real. We've said I've said this a million times. It's just going ahead in leaps and bounds at the moment in all the right ways. We had four heats of the Sandown Cup on on Thursday. And just before I talk about that uh, that money on offer, we might have a listen to uh, Corborn Magic because he was back in the winners list. And they're away. Slow to go was Palawar King. Wheel and go wasn't great to go either. Good speed out, Windburn Rooney. And Lakeview Patsy's going to get across it and lead. So it's Lakeview Patsy leading out from Windburn Ruby in second. Wheel and go closes into third. And Palawar King is on the scene now as they start to bunch in fourth. Behind them next was Corborn Magic. And then further back to on the off. And last of all was Moraine Susie with about eight or ten to make up. Down the back, Winburn Ruby takes the lead. Out by a length and a half on Wheel and Go, who closes in. Up to third was Corborn Magic. They got away on Palawar King on the swing. It's Winburn Ruby in front. Here comes Corborn Magic on the outside. Goes up, takes the lead and roars away. Corborn Magic wins it. Moraine Susie's charged home and will go through to the final. Third across the line was close. Daff, I, I panicked then. I thought I'd made a mistake and grabbed the wrong race for you because he didn't mention Corborn uh, Magic. It was so far back and it came home like it was on fire. Look, he was well back and uh, he we, we haven't seen him in the winner's list. I went back and had a look. It was January 4 the last time he won a race. I mean, he dominated uh, staying races in New South Wales last year. He's still not that old. I'm don't, not even sure that he's three years of age yet. But um, down to Victoria, new surroundings, was well back in the field early. And you could just see him stalking down the back straight. There wasn't a lot of room anywhere to go. But he reeled them in uh, from box three. And he ran 41.81. I'll go through the other three times in a moment. He defeated Moraine Susie, which was a big run. Uh, she uh, she was beaten a length and three quarters, and Palawar King for Jack Smith from Forbes had no luck at all. He poked through on the rails to run third, but he misses out on a berth in the final. So forty one eighty one Corborn Magic back to his best. The other three heat winners there, Dirt Farmer for Timmy Britton won the first heat in forty two oh eight. Zippy Neutron finished fourth in that particular heat. Then the second heat, uh, Robbie Britton, uh, Tim Britton's dad. Uh, he's been a renowned trainer of anything, but particularly stayers over the past few seasons. It won the second heat. It defeated Untapped, which won this race last year. Untapped led and got collared near the post uh, to go down half a length, two first pick. The winner ran 41.74, which was just the quickest. Putters Bandit had the pink there. It was the fave. It just couldn't get across, and that was basically the end of it. It finished uh, seventh. We mentioned Corball Magic, and the other heat went to Corder, had the pink box. It's been racing really well down there. Zipping Orlando led, uh, was heavily supported, Zipping Orlando. I thought once it led, that was the end of the penny section there, but he got awfully tired in the run home. No doubt he'll derive some benefit from the run, but that last 100 metres was a concern for me. He went, uh, he ended up going down by three and a quarter lengths in 41.75. So the times were all around about the same apart from the first heat, uh, sipping Orlando running second a quarter, as I mentioned. So that's, uh, that's how they ran in the four heats. Now the market, 
is up for the final. The draw is done. Take note, this final's on next Friday night, not Thursday night. And I'll tell you what, it's opened up now. Untapped, going for two in a row, two Sandown Cups in a row. Got the red box, drawn the wrong side of the track for her. She's at $4. Corborn Magic Box 2 at three eighty. Moraine Susie at five fifty, Corder at seven, first pick twelve, Osprey Athena twenty six, Dirt Farmer twenty six, and Zipping Orlando at three dollars eighty. He's already been four forty in. Just looking at that draw, Grant, Untapped can nearly drive through and lose, but she gets wide on the first turn. The floodgates are going to open there for Corborn Magic. He's going to be mighty hard to beat in that final uh, next Friday night, the Sandown Cup. Yeah, it's going to be a, a ripper. Sandown Cup's always a good race. Always is, always is, and Untapped was a great story uh, when it led all the way last year. Um, she's had most of the season, or most of the year off through injury, but contested most of these feature races around the place, and, and I've got a little connection there, because um, a family who used to live over our back fence in Warrnambool, uh, they're the trainer of Untapped, so I love it when... Uh, when she wins or when any of their greyhounds win and she's got to be a realistic hope from that red box next week if she can lead. It always makes you feel a little bit special when you when you know the people involved too, doesn't it? It gives that something a little bit extra. Yeah, it does. And I mean, most people in greyhounds know somebody who's yeah. involved in, in uh, you know, a win anywhere and it's always good to see your friends or relatives win a race. But it's something extra special when you know that there's a bit of a background there that, that going hasn't always been as easy as it uh, it should have been. But, um, yeah, good luck to the to the Drew clan next uh, Friday night in the Sandown Cup final. A bit like Formula 1 and V8 supercars for me in years gone by where people say, who, who, do, you, who do you want to win this race? And you sort of go, well... I like them all. We all get on, so it yeah, doesn't matter. Right. Somebody's going to win. Speaking that's of right. good racing, we had some good racing at Angle Park during the week as well. We did. Now, last Thursday night, we had a couple of semifinals of the Howard Ashton. For those who don't think, well, who's Howard Ashton? Howard Ashton uh, ran uh, Angle Park for oh, decades, probably one of the, the best grain administrators we've ever had in this country, and uh, the club several years ago decided to name a race in his honour. It's a Group 3. It's much sought after. They had two heats the other night, and the Rasmussens, Lisa and Tony, have got seven of the eight finalists. Um, most of them are from the Fernando Bale, Victor Polly litter. I think six of their seven are. And one of these, well, he's one of the best greyhounds in Australia. We don't see him on the East Coast very often, but no doubt we will after this one. Victor Damien. Now, he got into a little bit of trouble at Box Rise, circumnavigated the field from Box 7 and ran 30.04. He recently equaled the record there, uh, 29.86. He's been around Wentworth Park in 29.34. He's a really, really good dog, Victor Damien. When the box draw came up for the final, Box 1. Dollar forty-five. our boys put up, I thought... I mean, I'm not into taking very short odds, but I thought he'd be around about the dollar twenty mark. He's already marching in that direction. He's a dollar thirty-five. He's got a bit of pace on his outside. Victor Marley box two might present a bit of an issue early, but if Victor Damien can get round that first turn intact, just keep an eye on the clock. He's he's one of the stars of our sport.